Hi, and welcome to the Sheep Show podcast dedicated to all things ovine. Thank you for joining me. I'm Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm and Sheep Stud and your host. This is your podcast to learn more, know more and achieve more when it comes to shepherding. Come with me as we explore the amazing world of sheep and sheep farming together. Before we put in our laneway, thanks to our amazing backpackers and a, and a local team, one year I had to take out a mop-up ram out of my mob of views and I went up to a paddock and Gary dropped me up there, it's quite far away, and grabbed the ram, put a halter on him and walked him down the hill. We didn't have a laneway so it was much easier to put the halter on him and walk him down the hill. It's like take your ram for a walk afternoon. This episode of the Sheep Show podcast looks at that very thing, looks at halter training. Now, obviously, we're thinking halter training here because we're in our sort of series of show prep for sheep. And at the same time, halter training is also very useful when, well, you know, we just want to move particularly rams around, just one animal on their own. And I'm sure you all know, all you shepherd and shepherdesses out there that one sheep on its own doesn't quite ever go according to plan it is not a good idea but put a halter on that animal that's halter trained and it's a very very different story so hopefully you've identified there why you would halter train even if you're not going to show sheep but halter training can be a really good idea so if you are planning on halter training your sheep then the first thing you need to do is really get yourself a good quality halter and a lead rope. Now, this can be easier said than done. It's not actually an easy thing to do. Uh, and of course, different rams in particular, or different sheep, lambs, for example, need different size halters. So I'm going to just talk you through some options that you've got for your halters. You can actually get people to make them. So... You can get people who know how to make halters. Like, for example, my dad can make halters for horses. And people can make halters for sheep. So you can say, okay, I want a small, medium, or large size halter. So you can find people who either make halters for sheep, for horses, or for sheep, and customize your halters to meet the needs of your particular animal. So that is one option for you to get some halters. Pros and cons of the sort of homemade rope halters. They can get very tight around the animal's nose uh, and slip. So for me, I don't like training sheep in these particular halters because often when you're training the sheep initially, they pull a lot. So my preference is to use a halter and I'll pop it in the show notes for you as well. It's a, it's a Bane Bridge halter for sheep and goats. Uh, you can get it. I bought by mine from the farmstore.com.au and it's a product code A2131. That's just one option. But basically it's a, um, a woven halter with brass sort of buckles on it, like a belt, I suppose, but in a halter. And it's adjustable across the nose and adjustable across the sort of the head collar size of it as well. So that's your halt that's your your actual halter. So I for me I have two sets of halters. I have halters that I use in the show ring and then I have halters I use for training. And the ones for training get very dirty very, very quickly. You can wash them of course 
but it's good to have nice clean ones for the show. I also have now that, that Bainbridge halter I mentioned, you can get large ones, which will fit a, like a really large ram. You can get medium ones and small ones. The medium ones I find fit use, average use, or younger rams, so rams that are about one to two years old, maybe. And then the small ones just fit younger use, so probably use at about 12 to 18 months old. Smaller lambs, smaller animals, so animals around about the sort of two weeks to six month old, my advice would be to either get alpaca halters, which are even more adjustable, and they're great for a smaller head, or use dog collars. <laughs> Particularly with the lambs, I find dog collars are great. And I don't know if um, if any of you shop in thrift shops or um, in, in Australia, they're called opportunity shops, but often I'm always on the lookout for dog collars um, for my lambs. And then sometimes I just have to put extra holes in them. So burn little extra holes in them. And then you've been, a, you've been able to get a, a halter effectively for your lambs. Particularly for us, there's one show in September that we go to and we often have a ewe with lambs at foot and she might have two lambs at foot. So that means you have a halter for the ewe and you have two halters, you have one for each of the, the lambs. So that's a lot of halters <laughs> when you might have two or three ewes in the show ring at any one time, all of them with two lambs. And I see, so again, you can see why the thrift store or the opportunity store is a great idea. And of course, for every halter you use, you are going to have to have a lead rope. <laughs> yes, a lead rope. And that lead rope often will attach itself by a little sort of hook and eye clasp. And you can find ones that don't stretch too much. So marine or yacht ropes often are the best. Cotton ones can stretch and, and, uh, and, and you don't really want your sheep to have too much stress or stretch in them. So that's getting your halter, buying your halters and the different size halters and what you're going to need to get your halters. As I mentioned, you can wash them. What I do is I just pop them in a pillowcase when I wash them. I pop them in my washing machine and that way they don't clang around too much because obviously they've got brass and it's going to make a noise in your washing machine, which sounds very interesting. So pop them in a little zip um, or a little tie bag or a pillowcase or something like that and then it stops that sort of noise and you don't want to damage your washing machine obviously with these halters you know scratching around in uh, inside your washing machine so now how do you actually halter train the animal well listen the, to be honest the easiest thing to do is just train them young if you have identified sheep that you're going to halter train early early on the younger the better like a two-week-old lamb you will train that lamb so much quicker and easier and faster they will do crazy sort of somersaults at the beginning but the younger the better it's it's you know it's a, it's a bit like hard, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks it would be almost impossible to train hold to train a you know a, a four-year-old animal three-year-old animal even it's it's actually really and it can be quite dangerous as well for them but also for you so let's say most of us I know for me I'm uh, I'm preparing for some shows I'm going to use some of the use yeah, use some of the use that I hold a trained before hopefully they'll um, they'll still be in uh, you know show condition 
And then the, the other ones that I'm training are about sort of nine months old. So that's not ideal, but at least they're still young enough to be able. Now, some of them have been on the halter already, but again, and, and the secret with halter training is I find little and often, and again, I know that's not easy, but bringing them in for 10 minutes, doing 10 minutes halter training and sending them out to the paddock and bringing them in the next day, 10 minutes more and so on. So pros and cons of, uh, of doing that. The, probably the, the one strategy that a lot of us feel it, it, it's, and we've talked about this a lot, particularly in, in our sheep community, is when you get the halter on them, uh, either you can leave them with the halter, just a halter on them in a shed for a while, so they're just used to the feeling of the halter on their head, or halter them and then tie them up to something really solid, like a solid post or a solid rail. So that means put the halter on them, put the lead rope on them, and then tie them up to a post or a rail. A quick release knot can really work well, and the closer they are to that post or rail, the less they are likely to do those somersaults. Um, again, smaller sheep are harder because so smaller sheep you might want to try off just holding them yourself and then tie them because sometimes some of the posts and rails can be too high for those small sheep. You don't want them sort of straining or craning their uh, their neck. But often by doing that, by just tying them up to a post or a rail, they figure out themselves about pressure and then they're able to sort of work out, okay, if I sort of pull too much, then it's not it's not going to end well. So they kind of give up after a while. So and most sheep do actually. Again, the younger ones really learn quite quickly. It is a good idea if you do tie them up to stay within sight, just in case you get any sort of crazy sheep who decide to do again the flips or anything like that. Um, so that you know they can just be be on hand and watch them. And you really obviously don't want to have anything any animal injured by being by being halter trained as well then for for the next sort of stage the idea is once they got used to the the lead rope they're used to the pressure the idea then i find is that you hold the lead rope and you tug them so they're they're obviously going to resist a little bit but you tug them tug 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 pull 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 and then when they walk towards you you release it. So you stop pulling. So effectively, you reward their behavior by giving them a release from the pressure. But you keep tug, tug, tug. So often I find, you know, you tug one, tug two, tug three, tug four, and then they'll take a step towards you. Great release and give them a little reward. Um, and then they start to realize that, oh, I just need to walk forward and I'll get relief from that pressure. So it's quite amazing, again, how quickly they, they work it out. And again, all you can do is, you know, tie them up again, untie them, put some pressure on the rope, take, get them to take a step forward and release that pressure and keep repeating that until they start to sort of get the message. Then when they start to take a few steps forward, then you can start to think, okay, I'm going to take you for a walk. So generally I'm doing this in a sort of a pen or like a yard. And then I take them out of that pen and out of that yard and take them for a walk. Now, often what happens is they get really confused and you're moving away from all the other sheep. So they start to sort of play up again. So sometimes it's, you know, I'm taking this next step and it's two steps forward three steps backwards, this sort of thing. So then you think, ah, oh, it's back to square one. 
but it's just about thinking, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to do some tugging. I'm going to try and see if you can start to move forward and just get into the habit of walking, walking behind them uh, as well. The, the other thing I like to do when I'm halter training them is just get them used to being touched on their back, on their head, on the backs of their legs. And even if it's a ram, on the testicles as well, because chances are that's going to happen. So just get them used to being touched, get them used to being handled um, so that they start to get just get familiar with that and that no one's going to hurt them, that, that it's not something to be afraid of. Because, of course, bear in mind, that's why they're resisting, that they think they're caught and they think that they're effectively going to be, well, I don't know, for want of a better word, eaten. And they're starting to, to sort of resist. Sometimes you'll find some animals will sort of drop and almost give up and give in. And in that instance, it's um it's a it's a bit of them feeling that all they can do is just stay small and be quiet and then maybe the predator aka me would move on to something else or sometimes it's just about them being tired or sometimes it's just about them thinking that this is a get this is a competitive game and it's a win lose and really it's, it's an unfortunate sort of situation, but you want them to be able to stand up and to, to be able to almost have that mutual respect rather than thinking that it's, you know, win-lose or whatever it might be and, and just get them to sort of trust you a little bit, I suppose. Um, sometimes I'll start to run in circles. Again, the, the best place for you to stand is just um, either uh, at their shoulder so like you're walking a dog. So if you think about the sort of sort of side by side environment, that's what you're aiming for. And, and that's what you're really wanting. You're wanting them to have this sort of almost equal relationship. Um, and from that point of view, they, they'll start to trust you a little bit. There's, um, if you talk to people who do train horses, they are very, very good at this. They're very good at the release. They're very good at the pressure. They'll also tell you that with a horse, if a horse starts to chew or lick their lips, it is a sign that they're thinking about what you're asking them to do. And sheep do this as well. I'll say that again. If you notice your sheep starting to lick their lips or chew, then it's a sign that they are thinking about what you are asking them to do. So they're processing the new information, which is, hey, someone is trying to teach me how to be halter trained. Someone is trying to teach me uh, something new. And from that, I'm starting to sort of digest this information and then I'll be able to sort of conserve that or preserve that or pop, you know, pop that into my little sheet memory and I'm able to access that again for, for the future. So from that point of view, now you also, so now that you've got them to walk, now you want to teach them how to stand. <laughs> That's kind of funny. You want to teach them how to walk so you can get them to the show ring. And now you want to teach them to actually stand. So the idea here is you want to stand, ideally with you're holding them in your right hand and you're holding the halter and them in, in your right hand, particularly around on, under the chin is a great place. So you're holding the halter and then you're 
you're having their, your your hand under their chin. So their their head is is sort of slightly elevated. Now you don't want them to to move their head too high because that will that will mean that their back is sort of curved. So you just be careful about trying to keep that animal as balanced as possible. It's actually really hard when you've got a young lamb. I find just bending down on one knee is the best way for you to show that particular lamb or bending forward is a is a good because obviously they're smaller than you. So from that point of view, you want to to sort of get them um, in the in a nice natural stance. And um, I've got a, a little episode coming up in that hopefully next week and then that the person who's going to talk to us then will tell us a little bit about you know, should you fiddle with your sheep? So fiddling is where you start to move their feet. So you're trying to train them how to stand. So should you get used to fiddling or moving their feet? So some people you see will push their, for example, left foot onto or the left their left toe onto the sheep's hoof to make the sheep move their hoof and stand straight. So there's sort of different schools of thought here. One is you do a lot of fiddling. The other is you just let the animal, if the animal's a good animal, it will stand up by itself. It will stand naturally and stand proud and you won't need to do much. So it's quite interesting just to sort of see that. If you've got a really good sheep, some sheep, one one experienced show person said to me one day, when you're selecting a sheep, Jill, you want to select a sheep that wants to be in the show ring, that actually is saying to you, look at me, I'm in the show ring, you know? So if you get a sheep like that, she wants to be out there, she will stand, he will stand. So it's quite amazing when they get used to, uh, when they get used to this as well. So this is where you, again, you want to try and help them stand still. So putting your your hand, patting them. Some people will use their um, fingers when they've got their, their hand under the chin, then they'll start to sort of stroke the animal's chin with their fingers, much like if you've ever seen cattle in the show ring, they use a, a sort of a, a stick with a little round ball on the end, and they use that to stroke the undercarriage of the cow or the steer, and it calms that animal down. So it's similar in sheep showing, just stroking under the chin can help calm that particular animal down and and soothe them a little bit as well. So that can be a good little thing for them. And again, you're wanting to be able to have them stand and at the same time get used to being patted or I suppose manipulated. So have someone or even you practice condition scoring them, for example, or um, you know, feeling, looking at their wool, if they're a wool sheep, when they're in, when you're, you're, you're training them to be halter trained. So that they just get used to that uh, and they're used to that uh, as well. Uh, then, so, and I would suggest, as I said, little and often, but often, you know, four or five sessions can make a huge difference. It's quite amazing how, how you can um, get this get these sheep really working quite well, and and all of a sudden that you know you don't have all of the sort of circus movements happening that sometimes sheep do when they're being halter trained for the first time, and it's not it's not much fun. I can tell you, it's not much fun. It's quite frustrating, and again, it's just like training a horse. You just got to be quite patient, and particularly if you're doing it for the first time, be prepared for all sorts of antics that that sheep is going to do. And, you know, just be prepared to just take it one step at a time. 
Every time when you uh, go to let that sheep go, so you finish your little halter training practice for today, you want to let that sheep go. What you want to do is get them to stand still and then take their lead off. Take the lead, take the halter off. And then it's just like with a horse, you want to train them that if you stand still, you will you will be rewarded. And that rewarded is that you will be released. You know, it's going to happen. So you'll you'll get that. So get into that habit and practice it so that they don't sort of run off as soon as you reach for the clip. They don't start to get too flighty, if you like. Talking of flighty, I suppose it is good to just bear in mind that, you know, just like, I don't know, different people, some sheep are more flighty than others. Some breeds are more flighty than others. So some breeds are easy to hold to train. Some breeds are hard to hold to train. From my experience, I have halter trained goats in the past and um, and obviously my breed of sheep. But I know from talking to other people that there are some breeds of sheep that are harder to halter train. So think about that. And then again, just bring extra patience with you into the yard when you're halter training that particular sheep. Or if you know that's the case, just start really early um, as well. And, and again daily or even twice daily short lessons over a few weeks you will be able to quieten them down and and handle them and it's good as well if they're if you're hard feeding your sheep if you're giving them some extra feed which you probably are if you're getting them show ready then leave the feed till after the lesson (laughs) so bring them in put the halter on them tie them up practice walking practice standing Practice them calming, practice them having, you know, being being manhandled and, and condition scored. And then when you release them, that's when they get a feed. So again, there's, a, there's an extra reward after the feed. And also, and again, this is another horse tip, that is the last thing they remember. So that's the last thing they remember as they exit the yards going back into their paddock. And then the next time you get them in, they remember that last thing that actually happened. It's kind of amazing, isn't it? So if you have a friend who is used to breaking in horses or halter training horses or has the patience to do that, have a chat with them about tips and and tricks to halter train animals generally. Have a think about just animal behavior and how animals are, I suppose, you know, and particularly with, with sheep, they are the prey, you know. So think about that in terms of, you know, they see us as a predator until they start to have trust in us. And again, there's elements there of breeding in that as well. So how they can trust us. And sheep, I don't know where this research comes from, but I have read that sheep can remember at least 10 faces, 10 human faces. So you know, they're, they're probably remembering your face if you're doing the halter training or if you're doing the feeding. So there's an element there already of trust. And that is something that, again, you, you're there to help halter train them, at least for those first couple of times. And then you can start to get some help to train other sheep or to be able to continue that journey and continue that learning journey with um, with your sheep as well. And I suppose most, important, most importantly, think about halter training it should be, you know, ultimately enjoyable. It's a bit frustrating at the beginning, but think about it as I'm, I'm you know, this, I, I need to enjoy this because otherwise it can get really sort of boring. And to have a sheep 
who walks for you, who stands for you, who does everything well, the big benefit is that is going to make that show for you so much less stressful. And that's what you want. You want to be able to go to a show, enjoy that show, feel good about your sheep, have control of your sheep, and be able to really relax, I suppose, when you're in that show ring. And of course, the sheep will relax then as well. Just talking of that, in the show ring, think about having control over your sheep. So again, this comes back to your practice and preparation. So in the show ring, holding them, holding that lead rope quite quite short and not having them sort of too loopy and even having uh, there's some breeders who will have only a certain amount of lead rope. So you don't want very, very long lead rope. You don't want it too short because you're going to have to tie the sheep up somewhere. Most likely, like some shows, we will take all the sheep to behind the scenes. They're tied up on a rail. Every single sheep is tied up on a rail before it goes out in the show ring. In, a, in smaller shows, we just take each sheep individually from their pen into the show ring. So in a lot of instances, you they've got to get used to sort of standing and being tied up. And uh, you need a long enough rope for them to be able to do that. And some shows it's not so important. So thinking about knowing what, or at least having a choice of lead ropes. I often find too, when I'm halter training, uh, like a horse rein. Think about what a horse rein would look like, like a horse rope rein. That is a brilliant tool for halter training because you can tie that up and it is a good, strong, sturdy clip and it's a good, strong, sturdy rope as well. So much better than a finer rope for halter training. So again, I will use different lead ropes when I'm in the show ring compared to when I'm actually training the sheep as well. And all I do is I just keep all my halters together in in a bag and it just means that they're all there and then there are ones that I will wash and ones that I will use. And even when I'm preparing my sheep, and we'll talk about perhaps preparing sheep uh, as well just before a show, but I also use my training halters when I'm preparing the sheep or cleaning or washing the sheep because they're going to get wet as well or, you know, dirty or mucky or whatever. So again, it's good to have a variety of halters for your sheep so that you've got the best one or the best looking one that will go into the show ring. So happy haltering everyone. I hope this has given you a few things to think about and a few little tricks and tips to be able to halter train your sheep. As always, if you've got one that has worked for you, that you can share, please send it through. Get in touch with me, jill at holstonvalleyfarm.com.au or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Holston Valley Farm. And I'd love to hear from you and love to find out your hints and tips. And we'll share them with the Sheep Show podcast community. Thanks so much, everyone. Happy halter training. You've been listening to the Sheep Show podcast with Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on your preferred podcast app. Each rating and review helps us fulfill our goals of helping you learn more, know more and achieve more when it comes to all things ovine. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, sheep well.